What up, bro? Oh, look at you all with your gamer on. See, Rose, can you hear me? I got to turn you up, buddy. Yeah, I can I can hear you just fine. There no? we go. You now okay? you're hot. Hot as in like, oh, I love that. I love that, dude. You hey, let me tell you something. I miss yeah. you up here in L.A. We need you. You're Vegas, come on. Well, dude, I got another nine days here. What, what's the longest you've ever spent in Las Vegas? <laughs> I'd never go to Las Vegas. I'm not a Vegas guy. You're not? Nah, nah. I, I get in too much trouble, I think. I, I think I spent like a weekend there. That's about it. I know. So prior to this, the longest I ever spent, we shot uh, Best Damn here for a week, like in 2005. And that was that was nuts. I think I'm still paying for that one. But this is this is over two weeks I'm going to be in Vegas. You're not like going out doing crazy no. stuff. So no, 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 not at all. I mean, Michelle was here with Brady and his buddy. Uh, they leave today, so we just, you know, we went out to a couple nice dinners. Michelle and I hit the tables a little bit, but that was it. You know, with with COVID right now, I got to kind of keep it under wraps. I don't want to bring the production down. If you know what I mean. Did you win any money? Last night I did a little bit, but still fight my clawing my way back. The boys are at a casino in Philly. They hit me up last night. They said. Uh, it's tasty here. There's a lot of money to be won. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, man. <laughs> I saw I saw Jake place in his bed. I saw him. I saw him working. I saw him working. All right. Uh, let's get to it here. We're going to start with the Yankees. I know we've talked a lot about them, but when you have won 12 in a row for the first time since 1961, <laughs> you deserve to be talked about. And so um, that was the year they beat the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. Give me a percentage chance that our boys at the company are going to be celebrating another World Series championship in 2021. <laughs> Can I give you some reasons why I like the team before I give you my percentage? Sure. Go for it. The reason I'm feeling the Yankees right now, I like who they've been beating, Chris. Mm. White Sox, the Braves, Boston. If you go before this streak, they even took a – they swept the series in Seattle – so these are these, and then Oakland uh, last night. These are good freaking teams. They're beating up. The Yankees are playing really good ball. They're on John Carlos Stanton's back, which I love when he's hot because it shuts everybody up about yep. him. Uh, but with that being said, even though I love how good they're playing right now, I think they're getting hot at maybe the wrong time. Ah, one. I love that one. Okay, yep. I'm. Serious. We all know, like, playoffs come around. It's who's hot. So, not saying they couldn't get hot again. Might be premature with the hotness here. I'll give them, like, a 10% chance. Yeah. There's other teams ahead of them, man. Like, the Brewers, the Giants, the Dodgers. The NL is going to be a beast. And then, yeah. guess what? Even though they've gone whatever they've gone. Let me see. I have it up right here. In the last uh, 20, they've gone uh, – 17 and three. So you're like, dude, they're going to make up a bunch of games in their division. Nope. 16 and four for Tampa. So like there's some good teams. So I'll give a 10% chance. I love what they're doing. They need to do this again at the end of the season. Yeah. I would say 8%. People will be like only 8%. Y'all don't know how hard it is to make a run through that tournament. And particularly if you have to be a wild card, play the extra game, could throw your pitching off, you know, maybe Garrett Cole has to start that game. You just don't know. Yeah. So, um, Miracle has to start that game. <laughs> yes, he, yes, he has to start that game, unquestionably. You know, the only 
The only question would be is if they had a must win on, say, a Saturday or a Sunday. Sure. And, and his turn is up in the rotation, then he couldn't start the game. Right? That's the only reason I say that. Not because he wouldn't be the choice, but yeah, he might exactly. not be able to be the choice. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, 8% is still, in my opinion, that's heavy. That's heavy odds when you consider all the other teams. One of these American League teams could get steaming hot. They could. Oh, the White yeah. Sox have the ability. The A's have the ability. They haven't in recent years, but they could. And you never know. Boston, now that sales back, whom we'll get to momentarily, it's possible. By the way, one interesting thing. So I looked up 1961. What do you think the winning share per player was? Now, remember, they didn't have rounds of the playoffs then. It was just you go straight to the World Series. So what do you think the, a winning player what? got? There was just the playoffs. There's just one team for Yeah, each. because remember, back then there were no divisions. It was oh, the American I, League. Chris, Chris, I wasn't 18 years old in 61 like you were. There was I, weirdo. <laughs> Stop talking shit to me this early in the morning. I have uh, no idea what was happening in 61. Just give a guess what a player made for a winning share of the World Series. You're making me think it was a light, 10 grand. $7,389. And that was last, like 100 grand or something like that? Last year was over $400,000 per, yeah, per winning share for the Dodgers. <laughs> guess how much playoff share I got in my career? As much as I did? Yeah. We got a little bit of bump for winning the division in 2010. But that was it. Why didn't you get more? Because I never played in the playoffs, bro. I was in Minnesota. You want to rub it in, salt in my wound? No, no, no. Wait a second. You just said I got a little bit of a bump in 2010. What was that for? Winning the division. But I was I was a scrub. I didn't I didn't I was on the playoff roster. Oh, you weren't on the roster. But you were still on the team. You didn't get a full share? They didn't win they got swept by the Yankees, bro. We didn't win anything. Oh. My bad. All right, let's move on. Dude. Let's move on to a team that won it all. Dodgers get the sweep in San Diego. Max Scherzer, unbelievable. Seven and two-thirds, scoreless. He is unbeaten since the trade. Now, if you hit the rewind button, on the day of the trade, we all thought he was going to San Diego early. He ends up getting traded late to the Dodgers. Since that time, the Dodgers are 19-5. The Padres are 8-16. and 16. Is that a mere coincidence or not? Well... Obviously, I think the Padres would have a better record than whatever you just said. Um, but I don't think it's all because of they missed out on Max Scherzer. If you they're, they've lost 12 of the last 14 games, Chris, and they've only hit 182 in the can. So the hitting hasn't been there. They hit .090 against the Dodgers this series. Yeah. I can say that. They, they hit 90? Like, they, they just haven't hit. Sure, as sure, you want a guy like that. And they were obviously in on Trey Turner as well. That would have helped them out offensively. Sure, has been great for the Dodgers. But this Padres team, they need more than that, dude. They need to hit. Like, they, they have an offense that shouldn't stop. It's stopped right now. It's come to a screeching halt. And I don't know if that's because we're in August. Sometimes it gets tired. This is a team I do look for, though. So I'll give some love to Padres fans. This is a team I think will turn it around. I think they will get hot in September, and I think they will make a run at it. This is not over for them, but they got to get the bats going. I think that's probably more of the reason uh, for them on this slide than not getting Max Scherzer, although mentally 
thinking, seeing that Kenny Rosenthal tweet and be like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get him. Oh, the Dodgers got him and Turner. That hurts psychologically. But they got a hit. All right. So when I was thinking about this question, part of the reason I thought about it was the discussion I had with Mike Yastrzemski this week of the Giants. I asked him what it was like when they found out they were getting Chris Bryant right before the trade deadline. And he said the place went nuts. Yeah. He said we were high-fiving in the clubhouse. It was like we won something because we were getting a great player that we felt like could help us win the division and then take us to whatever, wherever we're going. So imagine being the Padres in a similar situation where at the time the division was, wasn't a pipe dream. It was a reality. Yeah. And to get the best pitcher on the market, a guy who's going to Cooperstown, to put at the top of your rotation – and then hours later to find out not only is he not coming, he's going to your rival? I'm sorry. Go ask the players. They won't say it right now in August. Go ask him in November when the season's over. Go ask him. And oh, I yeah. Guarantee, oh, yeah. I guarantee you guys are going to say it had an impact. So, there. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, the Giants and the Dodgers, Dodgers also 17-3 and three in their last 20. Think right. they make games in the division. Giants. 16 and four like crazy crazy, right and i don't this is one of those things huh i I can't remember that happening in two divisions it's happened in the nl west where teams gone on a ridiculous they played 850 ball and made up a game (laughs) crazy dude it's unreal all right reese hoskins unfortunately done for the season he's going to have abdominal surgery so the phil's leader in homers and rbi we will see it in 2022 so hoskins season is over is the Phillies season over too? Um, I don't think it's over. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Reese. I was talking to him yesterday because the boys were in Philly. So I said, hey, if you see him around, go say what's up. Uh, they didn't hit BP or anything yesterday. I think they had a late day. So I don't think that happened. But I was talking to him, sent him some well wishes. He seems to be in good spirits about the whole thing. Right. So everybody send good vibes Reese's way because he's one of those dudes in baseball. Awesome guy. Phillies, though. I know we talked a lot about their schedule, Chris, and it hasn't really come to fruition. That soft schedule, they get swept by the freaking Diamondbacks. Jake Snakes took them down. Unreal. But the schedule is still there. They're going to be beating some of these teams. They have to. Look at the schedule, who they play in the next two weeks. Like They can make up some ground uh, against Atlanta, and then they have three more uh, right before the season ends against Atlanta. So if they keep it close enough, they win some of these games. Like, you know, Atlanta's playing well, but would it, would you be would you would it be unexpected if they went on like on a six game skid? They yes. Could, you think so? Yes. I yes. I don't. Okay. I think the Phillies still have a chance, whether it's this big or this big. Uh, that they big. That big, and here's why. Remember they're the high point of their season was right around three, three and a half weeks ago when they beat the Mets and they took over first place. Since then, they have gone six and 11. (laughs) They are now five and a half back of Atlanta in the division. You were talking about the Padres offense struggling in the last 17 games. The Phillies have scored more than four runs four times Mm. with this lineup, this many proven players and playing in that ballpark. That's no bueno. Okay, so I don't get it, I don't, man. What's that? They can get hot, Chris. They can get hot. 
they can, but we've been waiting all season for them. They had like one, two-week stretch where they got smoking hot. That's been it. That's been it. I'm, I'm not ready to put the nail in the coffin on the Phillies. I'm rooting for the Braves. They're my preseason team, Chris. Yeah. I think there's still, there's still a chance for the Phillies. So, Phillies fans, get out there and support your guys. They need it. Yeah. Well, listen to this. Uh, our friend Ashlyn, huge Braves fan, she tweeted out yesterday, this is how shitty the NL East is. The Braves, uh, since Monday, have lost two games and been off two days and gained yeah. in the standings. That's all you have to know. I can't listen to Ash right now because she's got, like, a profile pic of her wearing a Yankees hat. Like, she's repping uh, Alabama right now. She's all over the place. Ooh. Well, she lives in Alabama. So, we get that. Uh, Chris Sale made a little history. Tied the Hall of Famer, Sandy Koufax, to be the only pitchers in history with three immaculate innings. Now, pitch pitch tracking hasn't exactly been – the most consistent thing in the history of baseball. So we don't know if it's happened more, you know, with certain pitchers, but still it's pretty cool when the conversation is you and Sandy Koufax, which is really good. Speaking of really good, he's been great, really great in his three starts so far. Are you surprised he has been this good uh, after coming back two years off from Tommy John? No. He's Chris Sale, man. He's a different type of pitcher. You know, like I told you before, we talked about a little bit before on this show. Yeah. Just his arm angle alone makes him tough to hit. You just don't see it very often. Um, and he said recently, that I think after this game, he said his mechanics are better than they've ever been. So he's had a lot of time to think about his mechanics. And you know, once you have TJ, you're like, hey, maybe I need to clean some stuff up. Has had a long time to do it. The arm is always going to be there for him. He's just one of those guys. He's born with it, dude. So am I surprised? Absolutely not. Like, I'm happy for him uh, that he's doing it. And he'll just continue to do it. That's what he does. I mean, look at his track record. Look at the – as baseball players say, look at the back of his baseball card, man. It's yeah, but, blind with those stats like that. So, no, I'm not surprised at all. I understand all that, but I think we're just taking it for granted. Imagine being off your job, particularly baseball, for two years. Like, guys complain that they don't have a feel when they come back from the All-Star break. Because they're sissies. My gosh, dude. Don't Stop letting these dudes complain so much. It's baseball. These dudes have been doing it for 30 freaking years. Okay, now hold on. If, if, if I had had this show with somebody else in 2015, you wouldn't have been the one bitching back then? About what? Just about everyday baseball stuff. Like when I was playing, was I bitching all the time? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if I was doing poorly, maybe. <laughs> I'd find you know. something to bitch about. Exactly. We all, we all, it's always, uh, you know, it was always tougher back then and all that sort of stuff. And now, come on. To me, the most impressive thing has been his control. He's only walked three guys in three starts so far in over 15 innings. I I thought that he would be a little bit all over the place. Now, he's always had a very good strikeout to walk ratio, and it's right around, it's over six to one right now. When he was at peak level where he was striking out 300 guys, it was over seven to one, like 7.3 to one, which is, insane um so he's always had good control but i've been surprised that he has been able to put it over the dish as much as he has without getting the ball ripped over the how could you be surprised this guy i I told you he leads all all time chris in strikeouts per nine for a starting pitcher and strikeouts uh over walks he that's all time no no i get it surprised is the wrong word impressed yeah impressed it is is the word I'm going to use because 
Not that I didn't expect him to do well. I just think that when a guy comes back from a two-year layoff, to do this is really, really special. I don't think we can take it for granted just because we yeah, throw the name Chris Sale out there. All right, last one. Yeah. My man, Jose Ramirez. Did you see the chain he was wearing yesterday? He was wearing a I chain didn't want you to say with a picture of him holding his chain. Now, is that swagalicious or a little too much? Uh, I, I like it. Uh, can I tell you a quick Jose Ramirez story? Please. Okay, back in the day, before he was J-Ram, how we know him now. Oh, God, uh, I know where this is going. Yeah, young guy. Uh, hits a ball off Ricky Nolasco in, like, a blowout game. Throws his bat up, looks in the dugout. Kurt Suzuki and Paul Mulder are yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And Ricky's just on the mound, like, okay. So I think Tito kind of talked to him a little bit. The next day during BP, he runs up to Ricky Nolasco and he goes, you know, apologizes to Ricky. You know, he's saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to show you up, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ricky goes, that's cool. I accept your apology, but I'm still going to get you one on the ribs next time. And Tito ended up sitting him the rest of the series because he didn't want any retaliation from us. Uh, but that was before. Then he became the stud. Now I look at him completely different, yeah. dude. Um, but I do like the chain, and I was thinking, I don't know why. This is where it brought me, Chris, and I'm not high, I swear. I want to, like, put that thing in a time capsule, and, like, 100 years from now, I want someone to find that, because that would be really confusing <laughs> to look at. They'd be like, wait a minute. There's a guy wearing a chain on a chain. That's where my mind went. Yeah. I, love- I-, I think it's great. If you know Jose at all. That's exactly who he is. I mean, the guy has a ton of fun, a yeah. ton of fun playing the game. And I remember that. I, the minute you said, when I can, can I tell you a Jose Ramirez <laughs> story? I'd forgotten because it was like his seventh career homer or something in the show. And he flipped, he so, flipped his uh, bat to the top of the stadium. And all I remember was Molitor at the top stack barking his ass off. Yeah. You know? and, and Ramirez was probably 21 at the time. Very young. Yeah, really young, and uh, but he plays baseball. A lot of people don't watch him on a daily basis because he plays for the Indians, which I get. He plays baseball in such a fun way. There's somebody yeah. who does <clears throat> who covers the Indians for a living that does the Jose Ramirez helmet counter because his helmet pops off every time he runs the bases hard, whether it's a stolen base or an extra base hit. Helmet pops off, and it's in the 60s, you know, so far this season. So, it's, oh yeah. Love that. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the helmet counter is. Maybe I can find it real quick, but I doubt it. In the meantime, you know, what he's hold on, I'm trying to get his height and weight because he has not like for, if you said his numbers out loud to someone, they'd be like, oh, that guy's six two, whatever, whatever, five nine, one ninety. He's built like Jake. Yeah, he is, and he's he fast, is. and he's got power. Jake, you missed your calling, buddy. Yep. yep. What do you have coming up on? Uh, John Boy Media. His numbers are so good this year, Chris. He's got 29 jacks already. I know. Usually his uh, OPS is uh, over 900. It's not this year. so. Well, he's got 19 stolen bases, too. He's going to be a 2020 guy, which is really hard to do. Love it. Anyways, John Boy Media. Uh, I got uh, Talking Baseball coming up. Series recap, um, which is I'm excited for. We'll do that today with the boys. I think they're – They'll be back in the studio after their long oh, run. So it's going to be an interesting episode. They could be tired. 
very oh well they were in philly last night that's only two hours from new york so yeah they'll be t they'll be gassed but i i get it they'll be there uh by the way uh, it's zach mazel who covers the indians helmet counters at 63 for the year Ooh. where it pops off his head 63 nice Pretty funny. what do you uh, yesterday we dropped the uh Yastrzemski episode really a lot of good feedback great sunny gray story amazing story about uh the classes he took at vanderbilt um I told you I did talk to him about his struggles in Baltimore and why he couldn't crack it and how he almost quit and why he didn't quit. Great stories about all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then I taped another um, Rose Rotation, which will air Monday, with Andrew Chafin of yeah. the Oakland A's, who is hilarious, dude. I mean, he is lefty reliever personified. He looks like he, he, looks like he played for the A's in the 70s yeah. right now. Huge afro, handlebar stash. And you won't believe where he's living. Because, you know, when you get traded, it gets a little dicey. He's living with a teammate. That's the only hint I'll give you. Well, he was trying to find a boat at some point. I don't want to spoil it if he found one or not. But he tweeted that out. Can someone help me find a boat? <laughs> he, f he found a place. Okay. He definitely found a place. You'll, you'll find out Monday. Uh, and that's about it, bro. So, right. what? Seriously? It's cushy dreams of CBD. Got it. Okay. Well, no, that's okay. That's a good work. Uh, have a great weekend. I will see you Monday from Las Vegas. I think we'll have to do the 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, if you're okay with that. I'll make it work, baby. You're a good man. You're a good man. Everybody have a wonderful baseball weekend. Enjoy the games out there. I'll keep uh, posting stuff on BattleBots, which season's off to a good start. Let's All right, it. Rob. Be good. Have a good uh, have a good show today with the boys. Tell them hi. Later, bro.